You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. is my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, you can support the show easily at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Many of you have subscribed in the past and might not be aware, but your subscription has probably been canceled. So please go to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show and make sure that you are still an active subscriber. Also, if you love this show and you want to listen to this show and uh, you're not able to watch it while you're working or driving, well, you can go to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show and you can download it right there. That is uh, every single day. Producer Magical Trevor puts it on there. So it's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show for the easily downloadable version of this broadcast. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. How is everybody? You guys good? Oh, I see everybody's in here this morning. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Tiffy. Hi, fucking Peyton. I see you. Hi, Christine. I see everybody. Oh, this is wonderful. I love seeing all the I love seeing all the usual suspects down in there. It makes me happy. It also does, it reminds me of other times. Like I was thinking about this right before the show started, right? Like we're getting ready to go. Right? We're getting ready to start. And uh I was like, damn, like I get to know your faces and I get to know your, your avatars and your names and all of your like nuanced comments over the years because we do this every day. And it's weird when people either go away or pass on. It haunts me. It haunts me because we we've lost a lot of good members and it's like it haunts me because I look and I'm like expecting to see a name that's not there. And will never be there again. And that's that's weird. Because I think that's that's one of the biggest differences between TV, radio, and then what we do here on, on the Dilly Show on the internet. On TV and radio, like on radio, you just go, oh, the person stopped calling in. And you don't have any idea, right? Or on TV, you're even less connected to the audience. And you just are basically pissing in the wind, hoping they like it. On here, it's very bizarre because... If people stay involved enough with the chat and involved enough with the show, I get to know you, whether you realize it or not. Because, I mean, think about, like, all the stuff that I'll comment on. Imagine that's probably a one one-hundredth of what I read in any given show. So, like, all of the comments you think I don't see, I see, right? And I just am like, and I don't think it's appropriate to, to respond to all of them. But, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh I'll see screenshots. I have one screenshot particularly that haunts me. I had a screenshot somebody sent me, and they're like, um, it's, it fucks with my head still to this day. But they'll send me a screenshot, and then it's got a member of this chat who died uh, three years ago, four years ago. But her image is still on there, and then, like, her comment, and it happened to be a part of a different screenshot. So stuff like that, it's, it's, it's very different. It's very... Uh, Makes it a very different experience. But anyway, I hope you guys uh, have a great Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. We got a bunch of birthday girls in here today. Dilly Show gr birthday girls. I saw a bunch of them, right? Who the guy? Hold on. I don't want to fuck it up. I know I saw a bunch. Of them. I was wishing happy birthdays this morning. I saw at least two that were in the chat. 
Let's see. I want to give my little shout outs. Got to say a happy birthday. Try to you want to you, you want people to know, you know, it's like, hey, we love you. So let me see here. Hold on. So one of our wonderful people is Lanai and it's her birthday and happy birthday, honey. We love you. And I think we have another birthday. Is it? So it's not just Lanai's birthday. It's also is it Christina's birthday today? Is it Bandit Frog's birthday today? I don't want to fuck that up. I thought I saw a second birthday in here. And now I feel like I'm going to get it wrong. And I don't want to get it wrong. Is that the other birthday? Is Christina the other birthday? Or is it just Lanai today? Oh, it's not Christina. Okay, so it's not Christina's birthday. Who's, bir who's the other birthday? There was another birthday in here. <laughs> Either way, happy birthday to Lanai. We love her. She's one of the like, super duper fans. Yes, my birthday is next month, which is cool. But uh, Oh, it's Camtastic's birthday. That's right. That was the other one. Camtastic's birthday. Is it today or yesterday? Camtastic had a birthday, and it was either today or, or yesterday. Oh, that's right. A stethoscope's wife had a birthday, he says. Also, yeah, his birthday. So happy birthday to a stethoscope's wife yesterday. That was her birthday. Lanai's got a birthday today. Camtastic had a birthday yesterday. Lots of birthdays. All right. Yeah, I love you guys, man. Happy birthday. I'm sorry I missed him yesterday, you guys. I got crazy busy and doing shit and... And it was a Monday. My brain don't work right on a Monday. <laughs> anyway, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. There's a, like, a lot of interesting things that are going on. Uh, a lot of them involving your favorite president who has giant brass balls. <laughs> I mean it. Um, he's not afraid of shit. And he was like, yeah, you know, Fox News. Eh, I'm good, bro. You guys are fake news. I don't want to do a debate on your stupid thing. And then, and then he's like, you know what, though? I think I'll go deal with an onslaught of fake news CNN town hall. Bro, what? That's going to be must-see TV next week. So I got to talk about that because it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Well, we'll talk about it. Also, uh, shout out to Mo and his balls for those epic, ludicrous uh, memes that we started the show with. In case you missed one of them, it was this one. And I know how much my audience doesn't like hip-hop, so I'm not going to play it over and over again today. Cadillac grills, Cadillac mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, candy paint Cadillac kills. So check out the hoes my Cadillac fills. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Oh, don't you like my 20 inch ride? 20 inch thighs make 20 inch eyes. Hoping for American 20 inch pies. All my players in the house that can buy the bar on a 20 inch rim with the candy car. If you're a peer and you know you don't love them bowls when you get on the blow. If you chasing cash and you got some big <laughs> with a matches With your five-five boots or your open toes When you get on the floor You're probably going to get that at least four more times today <laughs> I know, it's so fucking good though It's good, I love Ludacris I love that Mo and his balls made that for us It was epic Isn't that good? Yeah, so we got a big show It'll be a lot of fun today I'm excited about it You should be too We've got some interesting content we have to cover Stories that I didn't think I'd ever have to do Things that will titillate you. <laughs> Good morning. I know, dude. So I started putting together yesterday, or today's show. Yesterday, I always do that, right? As soon as one broadcast ends, I start compiling and putting together for the next broadcast. And uh, boy, there's some weird things going on that I'm looking forward to talking with you guys about. Because some of it is, I mean, it's not bad news. It's just fucking weird. 
Um, the polls are pretty much all saying the same thing, unless unless you picked up one of those lovely Carl Rove uh, paid-for polls. If you picked up a Carl Rove paid-for poll, it's like, oh, Trump is within one of DeSantis. That's if DeSantis' team funded it. But if you pick up any other poll anywhere in America from pretty much any other publication, including fake news CBS, President Trump is leading by 40 fucking points easily. It ain't close. So very exciting uh, in that regard. But one thing that we've talked about on this broadcast and one of the ambitions that I believe is the right way forward for the Trump campaign is not being content to just win over Republicans. I think he needs to go after everybody. Why not? Why not? Why not? You've already secured the base. We already know what you're going to do. You're going to finish the wall. Great. Done. You already handled Roe v. Wade. Done. We already know what you're capable of with the economy. Great. Done. We already know what you're capable on foreign policy and terrorism. Great. Done. And security here at home. Great. Done. We already know what you wanted to do and started to do before the end of COVID when you were essentially burying big pharma by putting price fixing on uh, their exorbitant gouging of American citizens for medicines they need. We already know what you plan to do there. Boom, done. So you've already secured the base. The Republicans are secure. We get it. I know exactly what I'm getting with President Donald J. Trump. And I love that the campaign's decided, let's go get some Democrats. Okay, Rob DeSantis has started uh, flooding Iowa voters with his literature. Um, really creepy shit, but they're sending it out. Team Meatball is uh, never back down. We're never going to back down. I'm Rob DeSantis. I'm not going to be. You think I'm scared of you, Donald Trump? You don't scare me. Never back down. We're all about the fight here in Florida, especially Team Meeple. Anyway, yeah, this fucking guy started sending out literature to everybody in Iowa while he pulls under 40 uh, behind Trump. Yeah, uh, they had. here's what you can do if you're in Iowa. It says, return this form to become an official day one DeSantis supporter. And this is what every single one of you should be doing. You should be taking the time. You should be taking the time to respond. It's rude not to respond. So you should write them back. Something like, hey, Meatball, Trump 2024, you are a piece of shit for all you, uh, your disloyalty. Uh, we'll never vote for you. <laughs> well, you're not running, remember? Why would I send you any money? Any money to you? Good job. This is exactly what you should do. Every one of you... Team Meatball wants to spam you with fucking retarded uh, literature on their Meatball candidate. You should be replying. Dude, all right, hold on. Before I get too fucking heavy-handed into this show, I'm going to get back into... Dillian Wild's not done, all right? Dude, this new commercial by DeSantis is a fucking faceplant. I'm not even joking. And there's one frame in the whole thing that... They fucked up. They fucked up so badly. I'm actually stunned that with all of the money these people spend on advertising and on, oh, we've got this, this, this testing group and we got, oh. The fucking clip of them replacing the Trump sticker with a DeSantis sticker is not, it will not work. All you're going to do 
is grab people who were never Trump to begin with. But to any Trump supporter, the idea of covering their Trump bumper sticker with a DeSantis sticker literally feels dirty. That's the thing that they don't understand. You don't even know the fucking base. The fact you left that frame in there of where you're placing the fucking sticker over the 2016 Trump 2016 sticker, as soon as people see that, their blood starts to bu fucking boil. You're not winning over voters. You're galvanizing people that weren't going to vote for Trump anyway. You're just like, oh, we're going to just grab people that already didn't like him. You're not... Not only will you not get the percentage of MAGA voters you need, you're going to drive them even further towards Trump. I thought it, I was stunned. I fuck, I was stunned. I was like, they did not actually put that out on television. I saw it this morning. I saw it this morning uh, played for the first time on Fox Business when I was watching the economic news. And I was like, I'm like, you think this? Because I saw the commercial yesterday on the Internet. I didn't think they'd be stupid enough to run it on fucking TV. Like I saw it on TV and I'm like, you didn't, you didn't just do that. And they did. They, they, and it's the worst frame in the whole commercial. Everything goes out the window. And then also not knowing how to make Rob DeSantis sound strong at the end. Cause his inflection goes up. He's like, we will never back down. And I'm like, like the way he's, his cadence goes up at the end and it it sounds ridiculous it doesn't sound authoritarian or strong it sounds like he's like mocking himself which is fucking hilarious anyway worst commercial i've ever seen and one of the dumbest campaigns i've ever seen uh but i just want to mention that because it kind of goes with these they're mailing out these flyers to slander and, and bash trump and promote DeSantis, and you're sim while you're simultaneously doing this you're suggesting to people to betray trump like it's cringy as fuck. Uh, I could play it. If somebody grabs it, I'll play it. I don't know if I have it on hand. I didn't rip that video yet. If if somebody wants to rip it real quick and send it to me, I'll play it. It's If the memers feel like doing it, if not, no big deal. It's no problem. Anyway, back to uh, Dilly in the Wild. Now, look at this. It's finally was warm enough in Utah to wear the tank top, and she's out rocking this thing. Uh, they were playing around in the dunes. They were they're playing in the dunes with their, their dune buggy. Sand rail? Is that a sand rail or a dune buggy? I don't know. I don't know the difference between all your fucky fuck toys. I just know people really enjoy them, and I don't have any. <laughs> so I don't know what they're called. I just know it's cool. Super cool. Okay, now this is a good one, and you guys will understand why. Let me get into it. This, this is a special Dilly in the Wild, and it ties in with everything I just said and then some. Hey, you ready? All right, here we go. So you're just chilling, right? You got your yoga mat. You got your journal. You got your uh, Dilly book. Look, you got some sage or some shit going on there. You're having a moment, right? This is a whole ass moment. And this is a special Dilly in the Wild because this person, this individual, is new to the show. They are brand new to the Dilly show. And they're consuming this book and saying, I really like this book. And they're saying, I'm going to give this book to a lot of the uh, young people I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm near because they're a mom, right? But this isn't just an, uh, an ordinary mom. Okay, I'm about to show you something, and this is this is the new MAGA voter. You guys want to see your new MAGA voter? You're gonna love it. This is your brand new MAGA voter. Don't worry, honey. I know you might have anxiety about this. I took your name off of your email, so it's not on there. Your new MAGA voter looks like this, and you got to be prepared to welcome this person 
to the party and welcome them to the Dilly 300. Took the day off, self-care day. Did yoga under my favorite tree and finished my book, journaled. I was recommended your book from a friend, single mom of a son that is graduating high school soon. Giving these books to all his young friends. I'm new to Dilly's show being a registered Democrat. Don't hold it against me. I'm changing my affiliation. Anyhow, you rock. God is good. Let it simmer. Here's my new MAGA voter. If you have a problem with this, well, then you've probably come to the wrong place. I don't want to win over any more rhinos. The rhinos can go fuck themselves. I want everybody in the middle and the middle left. I want a different voter. Here's what I've decided. All of the cunts from the far right and the far left can form their own party and they can call it the cunt party and they can all stay the fuck over there. The rest of us who are rational, sane human beings that want completely reasonable governance are going to stick in the middle and we're going to back Donald Trump. And this is why all of the uh, Republican purists can go fuck themselves. I don't want to deal with you any longer. I would rather deal with humble America first people who are open to something new and have the courage to do that than deal with a bunch of rhino dipshits that criticize the way my wife dresses or the jewelry that Tiffy decides to use in her nose or they want to talk shit about the music I listen to or any of the fucking personal choices I make. I'm done. I'm good, bro. I am not ever going to be Rush Limbaugh. I'm never going to be fucking uh, any of these. I'm never going to be Tucker Carlson. I'm never going to be any of these people on the far right. And I don't want to. And I don't really care about winning your fucking votes or getting you to watch my show because that's not even who I am anyway. Okay? I love my girls. I love my show. I love my jokes. I love my memers and their irreverent comedy. And I don't want to be a fucking name or voice for the Republican Party. Because honest to God, the Republican Party spent four years trying to cancel me when I first came out with my book and only welcomed me once they realized I had the same politics as them. So I'm cool, bro. I'm just going to go after these kind of people right here. And you, ma'am, are a fucking hero. Good for you. Welcome to sanity. Welcome to a better America. And welcome to The Dilly Show. So there you go. I thought this was a great email and I really appreciate it. And you know what else I love about this email? I love that this email allows me to talk about this uh, reporting from last night, uh, yesterday afternoon rather, because most people saw this and they didn't know what to make of it. The Trump supporters knew. All they envisioned was President Donnie J walking around dragging giant brass balls on the golf course. DeSantis supporters Sh fucking started uh, squealing their shrill voices about what it means. Oh my God, look at him. He's talking to other Americans. Trump advisor, quote, going outside the traditional Republican comfort zone was a key to President Trump's success in 2016. Some other candidates are too afraid to take this step in their quest to defeat Joe Biden and are afraid to do anything other than Fox News. The Trump advisor adds to me, CNN executives made a compelling pitch. What is he talking about? President Donald J. Trump will be on CNN next week for a town hall. Zero fear, zero fucks. He already agreed to do it. He's going in to the belly of the beast to talk to people who hate him 
irrationally so, so he can try and win over everybody in the middle. This is exactly how you do it. You go and do that not because you're trying to win over the hard left because you never will. No more than you'll ever win over the hard right. You go and do that and you answer honestly and courageously because you're trying to win over every sensible middle-of-the-road American. This is how you destroy tribalism, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, this is actually how you destroy tribalism. In a nutshell. This is how you get rid of that tribalist, fucking retarded mentality. Tribalism has Trump supporters and Republicans attacking me and my wife and Tiffany and the meme team daily. Hold on, we all have this thing we all have to agree on or we fucking hate you. No, dude, that's not how it works. No, dude, we have a foundational basis of things that we can agree on and then we've got a whole bunch of shit that we all have varying opinions on that we should debate and discuss. And that's how it should fucking work. What's embarrassing is, dude, all right, the girls are crazy popular on social media. My meme team is crazy popular on social media. Just by show of hands between the late my 20s and my meme team, put a number one in the chat if you have more arguments with registered Republicans than you do with registered Democrats. Go. Who do you have more shit coming to you from? Go ahead, anybody, any chat, you're welcome to participate. Do you end up getting trolled and in arguing with more Democrats day in and day out? Or are you, by and large, being attacked by Republicans telling you you're not a good one? It's not fucking close. That's, this is not just the influencers. This is everybody. Everybody will tell you. You will end up with more bullshit, spamming, trolling, ugly fucking commentary, horseshit from registered Republicans than you'll ever get from retarded Democrats. And you want to know why? I think at this stage of the game, the majority of Democrats online, they either stay in their bubble or they're like, I know I'm not, I'm not liking what I'm enjoying in life right now. There you go. It's not even close. It's absolutely not close. We all know it. Everybody can see it. It's awkward as fuck. But I want to give a shout out to because... Trump going on CNN, I had a whole 90-minute conversation about this behavior last week. This is exactly what I was praying President Trump would do. I, I, got, I put myself out there last week, okay? I was very raw and honest with some people who are of, of influence that I was like, I want you to know how I feel, and I believe there's a bigger victory here than, than we're pursuing, and I believe if you play small, you're going to have close wins. But I believe if you play big, you will have big wins. And I, I was going on about this last week on a 90-minute fucking phone conversation about President Trump getting aggressive about going after essentially alienated and demoralized Democrats. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing. To, if you really want to know what else I said? I'll tell you one other thing I said, just in case he starts doing it. I want you guys to know it was a suggestion. Now, CNN, I didn't see this coming. I didn't realize he was going to go on CNN. That's fucking brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. But one of the things I said was, I was like, dude, start inviting Democrat leaders from inner cities who are struggling with crime and who have been abandoned by their party. Invite the people from San Francisco. Invite the fucking Democrats from Chicago. Invite the Democrats from Baltimore and New York City down to Mar-a-Lago to have a roundtable 
so you can start getting an understanding of what exactly is going on in their communities and what they need. This was my, my opinion and idea. I'm like, you've got to aggressively show people you'll do the job that no one else is willing to do. Call them up. San Francisco, your city is full of shit. It's covered in poo. All the businesses are bailing. There's violence galore. You represent these areas. Why don't you come down to Mar-a-Lago and talk to me? We already know he's going to get 100 no's for every 10 yeses. But all you need is about 30 of these people to have a good conversation. And guess what? It's not a photo op. It's not a photo op. It's not a campaign fucky fuck thing. It's an actual coalition of people that you're inviting so you can have a better understanding of what is going on and how we can be of service. It's real. It's authentic. It's taking the bull by the horns. I don't want to not be able to go to fucking Democrat cities the rest of my life. Neither do any of you. And I don't want to have it tribalistic, separated bullshit the rest of American's fucking history. It's horrible. Living this way sucks. We all know it. We all fucking know it. We're all part of it. At this point, Trump supporters, we are trying to find this, threading this narrow needle of people that we can handle being around because on one side, you've got crazy ass fucking holy roller asshole rhinos that want to tell you to do something that they don't even do. And on the other side, you got a bunch of fucking Marxists that you're afraid to speak candidly around because they want to indoctrinate your kids with transsexual child time. So here you are. You're like trying to thread the needle of like where you land. Fuck this. We got to destroy this. My opinion is we have to destroy this whole fucking thing. And I'm talking about the, 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 the two-party system. You've got to destroy this. The, the only thing that destroys this is what can I do for you? I'm an American. You're a fucking American. What do you want? Let's talk about what you want. Let me talk about how I think I can give it to you. Fuck your titles. Fuck your registration numbers. I don't give a shit. You want something, I think I can give it to you. Come down to Mar-a-Lago. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to have my fucking team of people just doing nothing but taking notes, phone numbers, emails, getting completely zoned in on what it is, what is going on with these fucking communities. Like, we're going to have the farmers come down. We're going to have law enforcement come down. He's done this already. He's done this numerous times. Great. Now we're going to have the inner city. Dear Democrats. None of your representatives want to represent you anymore. Do you want to come to Mar-a-Lago and uh, have an ear of somebody who's going to be the next president and is seriously interested in helping you? And you do this over and over and over again. And you know what will happen? It puts pressure on the entire system itself. The entire system has to react to Donald Trump's ambitious pursuit of Democrat voters. This is what they will never have a game plan to counter. You understand that, right? Their only counterpoint is you're a liar and then tell people that you're a liar. How do you overcome people calling you a liar? You continue to be truthful and you have direct conversations and experiences with them that disprove their, their uh, partisan you know, cognitive dissonance. This is how you do it. President Trump can get 100 million votes. How do you get 100 million votes? Start going on CNN regularly. Start talking to everyone. Talk to them about gun rights. Talk to them about farmers. Talk to them. Okay, now we've dealt with the Republicans. Let's deal with the other side. Where are you at? Are you being honored? What's your religious values? There's a whole bunch of Democrats that are against the vax. You know that, right? They're freaked out. They're freaked out. They don't want to have their children forced vaccinated. There's a whole segment of hippie fucking Dems that they don't want to support Trump, but they sure as shit don't want to vote Biden. 
You got to win them over. How do you win them over? Talk to them. Conversations over and over and over. Here's what we're not going to do. Here's what we are going to do. Here's what I think I can do right away. It's okay. You can also start. The other thing that bringing people into one room does, does you guys, it starts resetting expectations about our representatives. You got to start resetting those expectations. You should have a room full of Democrats sitting in front of you and have them say some shit to you where you get to go, you know what? I completely understand that this is a major issue for you and concern. And it's not that we disagree that there's an issue. It's that we are, I think, getting caught up in a disagreement about how to solve the issue. I'm telling you, I know that there's a real problem and we agree there's a problem existing. Let's start there because I'm not sitting here in front of you telling you no problem exists. I'm sitting here looking in the eye and telling you, I know that there's a problem in your community with this thing, doesn't matter what it is, and where we have had historically uh, different opinions of is how to solve that problem. Can we start chipping away at that? All of us collectively in this room. Can you stop referring to me as a Republican president and just start referring to me as Donald Trump? If you can do that, I think I can start helping you, all of you. It's a win. It's a kill shot. It's the ultimate high ground. The ultimate high ground in politics is actually giving a fuck. There's no overcoming it from the opposing side. It is impossible to overcome sincerity paired with a legitimate, actionable plan. They don't want you to know this. It's the ultimate. There's a lot of problems in your world, in, in your life, that there are actual, tangible solutions to that people go, whoa, like like, people don't want to deal with the, the reality of one, which is you. How do I start fighting back against corporate America and what they've done to our children? And uh, You started already. We'll talk about it in a minute. Bud Light's down like 28%, 24% nationwide. Whole brand sliding off a cliff. How do you destroy all of that woke money? Just don't buy the products. How do you not buy oh, Dilly, I'm not really into, I'm not really about that kind of life. I'm not somebody that's going to do a, it's, I'm not telling you to boycott. Just so we're clear, I'm not saying boycott. You know what I'm telling you to do? Get fucking sober. There's a difference. I'm not telling you to boycott Bud Light. Ah, oh, yeah, go, go get shit-faced with a different company and ruin your brain cells. I'm actually telling you a different thing. What I'm telling you is sobriety. Reserve your occasional fun times for just that, occasional fun times. If enough of you get sober, they all go out of business. If enough of you get fit and healthy, they all go out of business. Big Pharma included. It's the ultimate red pill, dude, is when we stop being full of shit in life and we start addressing the root causes of things aggressively, unapologetically, sincerely, you can actually change everything. This is not a political strategy. This is a fucking philosophy of living. Give a shit about other people. Go to them and ask what you can do to improve their existence. In exchange, they will reward you with friendship or other things. It's a great, great circle. It's awesome. This is how you win in 2024. You keep crossing the line. You keep crossing over. And every time the Rhino GOP tells you you're moving left because you're willing to talk to Americans, you high ground them with, I'm a president, okay? I was a president. And one of the things you have to understand about being a president is president is all-encompassing. It means you represent the Christians and the Muslims and the Satanists and the Republicans and the Democrats and the Libertarians and the fucking Green Party. It means you represent everyone. And so while I understand 
that many of my detractors from the Republican Party are criticizing my willingness to be a president and be presidential, it makes me question how they would handle these situations in their uh, pursuit of only governing one segment of the population. <laughs> Mic drop, the end. They'll never go after you. Why? Again. They'll never go after you again. They'll go, we can't go after him for being presidential. It's the definition of presidential. I'm here to represent you. I'm your president. You live in America. You're a citizen. Guess who your fucking president is? There are no more re-elections for Trump. He doesn't have to kiss the ass or the ring of the Republican Party. This is not the first administration. This is the final administration. Big difference. And in the final administration, you can go in and you can say, I'm going to be the Republican representative in this primary because my numbers already show it. It's going to be a landslide. That's a fact. That's going to be reality. And then I'm going to become the president of the United States. And the way I'm going to become the president of the United States is by representing everybody who lives here. This is what you do. You literally kill them with kindness. You overcome them with like absolute dogged pursuit of their goals. Dogged pursuit. Most of the people in this country who are anti-Trump don't know that Trump gives a shit about them. So then the question becomes, and this is where we have to look ourselves in the mirror, is the person responsible for assuming that Trump gives a shit about them or is the Trump campaign responsible for making sure that people who are in demographics that never engage politics in the Republican Party know how much he gives a shit? This is real. This is the real fucking, this is the giant hidden fucking solution to the Trump 2024 campaign. Go where others won't. Speak to those who others won't. You've got to get in front of them. Why isn't he on a college tour? Get him on a college tour. Tell the kids, this is how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put this together, and he's going to show up, and he's going to take questions, and if we're respectful, he'll be, you're, you're, this is what you're going to get. Go after all of them. We're not six months out from an election. We're 18 months. Plenty of time. CNN, TikTok interviews. Find out who the biggest fucking gaming uh, influencers on social media are. All of these people need to be spoken to. All of these people in the hood, like I got news for you. People in the hood with, with a demo, registered Democrat in their name, they're not like that because they understand the issues. They're like that because the only people who have ever showed up into their neighborhood to pretend to give a shit have been Democrats. That's the reality. Democrats are better at making you think they care. It has nothing to do with governance. And sometimes I got news for you. For those of you who've ever had friends and family or a marriage or a boyfriend or girlfriend, half the fight is just the other person knowing how much you give a shit. If you could just get to the part where they know this person doesn't agree with me, but he absolutely gives a shit about me, you can win that fight just by letting them know you care. It's one of the golden recipes for, for getting elected in this country. And Republican GOP have refused to acknowledge it for decades because they're usually a bunch of uppity cunts that are hell-bent on making sure that anything different than what they are gets fucking alienated. It's one of the ugliest real truths about the Republican Party. The Republican Party likes their party members to look a certain way, act a certain way, speak a certain way, and if you don't fall under that category, we're going to make you feel like shit about it. And it's why the Democrats beat your ass. It's why people with an IQ that's 50% of your IQ can kick your ass at elections over and over again because they wake up in the morning and they go talk to people that Republican uh, leadership drives past every day and fucking just tries to ignore.
Don't shoot the messenger. It's true. You just have to get adamant about getting in front of these people and going, hey, you think the only people that care about you are Democrats? Give me a fucking break. And it's not daring them either. I like that before, hey, what do you got to lose? That attitude of what do you got to lose? Give me a chance. They have a, what do they have to lose? Everything. That's the sad part. And this is what I would tell President Trump. What do you have to lose? What do, what do they have to lose specifically? Look at Chicago. What you have to lose is your life. You vote wrong. You do something wrong. You step out of bounds. You don't do shit. You might just get out of your car. You might die. That's what they have to lose. The right messaging is, I understand. I drove through your neighborhood. Your neighborhood is fucking dangerous and scary. How the hell do you live here? Let's fix this right away. It's aggressive fucking caring. It's in-your-face authenticity. Fuck all of the fear associated with this. Fuck everybody who tells you you shouldn't talk to minorities. You shouldn't go into, oh, it'll look like you're, uh, what do they say? Oh, it looks like you're just down there, you know, trying to, to shill for votes. You're so, oh, dude, that's called representing people. Be aggressive with it. And if you don't want to travel, bring them all to your house. Bring them all to Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is the most underutilized sales pitch in the history of fucking politics. Utilize the hell out of it. 24-7 fucking groups coming in. Oh, this is the group from this group. This is a, this is the scare. I, I don't even give a fuck. These are, there's a group of fucking gay people from Seattle that are terrified. If you get back in, this is what you're going to do. We just, they want to come and ask you questions. What's wrong with it? You're afraid to have conversations? Hey, this is the Satanists of the fucking uh, Sacramento group. And they, they're afraid that if you get in, you're going to make it impossible for them to fucking worship their faith. Oh my God, you can't do that. Why? Why the fuck can't you talk to every American? Because that's ultimately who you're trying to convince to vote for you. We have a constitution in this country. You don't have to believe what I believe. And I don't get to fucking make sure that just because you believe something different than me, I get to crush your life. This is the hardest part about like from both sides of the aisle. You have a constitution. You have the right to think and say whatever the fuck you want. You have the right to believe and worship whoever the fuck you want. And we can all disagree. Oh, that's disgusting and it's gross. And at the end of the fucking day, it doesn't mean we get to like remove them from the socials town square. It doesn't mean we get to take them off of social media. It doesn't mean we get to stop them from going and doing business with us and shit. It's not how it works. The reality is you've got to get comfortable taking back the country entirely. The very first thing you have to do is be willing to have conversations. Having conversations doesn't mean, like, do you know how scary it is? If you, if you guys let this, the fucking intelligence agencies psyop you into not being able to speak to each other, do you know how fucked you actually are? Do you think it'll stop online? Once you stop having those conversations just online, what happens once in public? You're like, I can't speak to Democrats or the Republican Party won't let me participate or vice versa. Do you understand? Like, that's the part you really got to let, like, let that simmer. How will you ever know what lies the intelligence agencies are saying about you if you never speak to the other side? Like, if the other side is being overwhelmed with FBI agents daily feeding them information, watch out for anybody wearing a MAGA hat. And blah, blah, how will you ever know that that's happening if you don't have a conversation with them? We've got to break down the, t the walls right now in this country. The walls are built up, predicated on tribalism. The only way you collapse that is through relentless conversation. Trump doesn't like Bill Maher. You know where Donald Trump needs to go? On Bill Maher. Why? Because Bill Maher, as whacked as he is, 
actually thinks woke culture is crazy. Start there. Start there. Make the interview narrow. Hey, I'll talk to you about some stuff. Some things I can't really answer. Some of them I can. All of this shit. All these conversations need to start taking place. And if it's not going to be President Trump on Bill Maher, he doesn't have the energy to deal with that bullshit. Send Don Jr. Send me. I don't give a fuck. Send somebody to go and sit down and go, let's talk about the things we do agree on. Why? Why would you do that, Dilly? Because two million people, a million people a week watch that guy's show. Whatever it is. That's why. How do you destroy your enemy? In this case, everyone trying to stop America first. You have to finally, you have to remove their, their uh, support systems. And their support system are people who aren't aware of you. They're not aware of what you stand for. They all need, we need to aggressively do this shit. Aggressively. Aggressive good conversations. President Trump needs to have more conversations with Elon Musk. I know he's not a big fan. Who cares? Can we have a conversation? The conversations need to happen. We need public dialogue back and forth and thinkers and people to give a shit. I think this. What do you think? You think that? I don't agree with that. Why do you agree with this? Oh, you don't think that? Okay, let's talk about it. Over and over and over and over. These are the conversations that need to happen. I know, I know Bill Maher attacks Trump all the time. You're missing the point. CNN built an entire brand on attacking Trump the last seven years. You need to go and talk to people that don't like you. What happens when we talk to people you don't like? What happened when I went and talked to Bryson Gray? Did anything bad happen to me after that? Was, was something really bad? That ha what was the fallout of me going and having a healthy, aggressive debate with somebody on, the, on essentially the other side of, a, of an issue with me. Nothing bad happened to me. As a matter of fact, I won over a bunch of sensible, normal, middle-of-the-road Americans that want to make America great again. Nothing bad happened to me. The same thing happened when I went and I had to push back on some of these other shows, these other interviews. You've got to have these conversations. You've got to start whittling away at just the very idea that we're not even allowed to have the dialogue anymore. They, I, told, I told everybody years ago they were going to build a digital ghetto and then they did it. They built a digital ghetto and everybody stays in them now. You've got to keep doing this. Trump's got, I, I'm so happy he's going on CNN and doing a town hall. I think it's one of the smartest moves that he could make in this campaign already. I, I think he should be absolutely hell bent on the biggest win in American history. I think that's the, the goal. That's my goal. I don't want to eek by Biden. I don't want to just slightly outperform voter fraud. I want to see President Trump finally get acknowledged for the guy he actually is and I want to see him put into the White House overwhelmingly so. I want it to be the most demoralizing thing anti-American douchebags have ever experienced. Let's get ready to I want to fuck, 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 fuck. I want to fuck. I want to fuck. I
Devil Dog bringing the heat. That was Maggot Devil Dog. He fucking killed that thing. Slipped through the cracks last week, but we grabbed it. All right, hold on. I want to grab this uh, commercial. Did we grab the commercial, guys? Did we grab the commercial? Did anybody grab the commercial? I don't even know. Meme team? I was going to play that commercial, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't care. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe that was the uh, mistake, is thinking that people gave a shit about commercials from DeSantis. I don't think you guys do. Never mind. We'll just bail on it. We'll bail on it. No big deal. All right. There's a lot of photos I've seen through the years of President Trump that I love. This is one of my favorites. Um, I, dude, this is funny as shit. Dude, Donnie J. Donnie J. Look at him. Look at him. He's got a blue beanie on. Oh, California says he ripped it. Sorry, Mike. Let me grab it. Let me see if I can go find it. Oh, my God. This is so cringy. Yep, that's the one. So President Donnie J, one of the things that was funny about this photo, you guys, he scooped the uh, dirt, and then he tells everybody in the group, he's like, now throw the dirt at the press. <laughs> he's like, just toss it at the press. Here you go. We're going to go like this, and he scoops it, and he goes, and then we'll just toss it at the press. And I thought it was the funniest shit ever. But what he was doing, and so in case you guys weren't aware, and this is so cool, President Trump went on over and he says, Mr. Trump broke ground on the new course today and said it aims to replicate the outstanding championship links of the existing course, considered by many to be the greatest golf course in the world. And uh, I just, I'd love this. Anything where he is just like, he's just President Trump, man. He's just cool as hell. And it must have been cold as balls over there. And he's bundled up like, yep, we're doing this thing. And I just thought it was adorable. That's great. That's a great photo. Now, today, he still had his same jackets on. He's nice and warm, and uh, he's out doing the damn thing. But today, he did opt for a different hat. He enjoyed the beanie yesterday. It was a little windier. But today, he's out and about, and he's got the uh, Make America Great Again hat. And uh, I think that's awesome. It's President Trump doing President Trump things. President Trump thangs. All right, let me, uh, I got this other video I was going to show you guys real quick. We'll get into news. I know Hogman's just losing his mind today. He feels so betrayed. But Hogman, you got to understand, we got big news we got to cover here, buddy. Big news. The news news. The real news, not the fake news. This is Team Meatball trying to convince you to abandon, a.k.a. betray, Donald Trump. When the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, Florida was a citadel of freedom for our fellow Americans. Our rights are not granted by the courtesy of the state, but are endowed by the hand of the Almighty. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. We insist on the restoration of time-tested constitutional principles so that government of, by, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. We, the people, are not destined for failure. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Decline is a choice, and freedom is worth fighting for. We will stand firm in the faith. We will be courageous. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. Never back down. Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Cringe as fuck. That is 
one of the worst ad campaigns I've seen for a number of reasons. A number of reasons. Number one, bro, we already know you're not pulling down hundreds of thousands, let alone millions of viewers on a phone when you're giving a speech. There is no such thing as, are you hitting the DeSantis rally? That's not a thing. It's never going to be a thing, okay? So when you're trying to virtue signal about how you're this champion, the problem is there's a couple of things you have to overcome. Number one, number one is you have to try and convince just Floridians that you didn't at least sort of fuck up COVID. Like that already is a huge reach. Like the fact that that's the foundation of his argument is embarrassing. Yes, was Florida, did Florida have a better experience in some ways? I guess. From what I can tell, Florida's experience was almost identical to Arizona, which was it was still annoying as fuck. You still put the kids in masks. You still forced people to leave the fucking beach like a retard. You still did all of the shit. You still let the leftists run roughshod all over the top of people. Even after you told them they weren't allowed to put masks on kids, they still continue to do it. You didn't do shit about it. So it's not like you have some universal agreement that you did a great job. There's only a couple of states where people can go, my state handled it great. South Dakota? What are you going to say about South Dakota during, the, uh, during COVID? Can you even knock them? No, not one fucking negative thing. How about Arkansas? Hey, those of you in Arkansas, did you ever wear a fucking mask or get forced into putting one on? Did your kids? Oh, you didn't, did you? Weird. Fucking weird. There's only a handful of states that can actually say, hey, I could run on how I handled COVID. Florida ain't one of them. So the fact that he's basing his shit on Florida is comical. Okay? It is comical. Like, it's actually embarrassing. You're like, bro, you still were arresting spring breakers like an asshole. So right out the gate, the promo is stupid, foundationally. Then you add in the fact that he is a completely fraudulent uh politician this isn't some champion of the everyday man he's never had a regular job he's only ever worked government bullshit trev's like dude he closed the schools for a year even arizona didn't do that arizona only closed it for one quarter the fourth quarter of 2020 arizona closed the, the schools and then the fall of 2020 they opened them right back up now they forced the kids in masks that year but he's completely full of shit and like I said, you go through this checklist. First of all, there are no big DeSantis rallies. So you're using stock footage because you can't actually use real footage. This is the other part that's cringy. You don't have actual rally footage, bro. So you use stock footage from like, who knows even what that was. It's completely embarrassing. It's cheap. Yeah, North Dakota might've handled it well too. I'm, I'm obviously, I don't know all the states that handled it well. I just know off the top of my head, South Dakota did a great job, and so did Arkansas. This guy's a fucking fraud. But it, even worse, his marketing team is stupid, and it's embarrassing because then they go out there and they try to market this way, and you're like, dude, what the fuck? So when you see ads like that, it shouldn't surprise anyone when you see results like this. Now, we're not going to show you the cooked uh, polling from Carl Rove's team or Mitt Romney's team. We're going to show you from the opposition, CBS. That's a CBS poll, 36 point lead on a fucking CBS poll. But don't worry, if we actually talk to somebody who's a respected uh, polling uh, person, now he does, obviously, he's, he's close to the Trump campaign, 
John McLaughlin and Associates. 41-point lead. That's a head-to-head. 41-point lead. There is nothing, nowhere, from anybody who's even semi-neutral showing DeSantis in the lead. Not one. They're full of shit. Another guy who is not going to be a problem this uh, go-around, I kept telling people, even though they were like, oh, Dilly, he's going to run. No, he's not. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, no, I'm not running. Youngkin is going to do what DeSantis should have done. Youngkin is going to keep his powder dry, govern Virginia as best he can from the middle, and then make a bid for 2028. That's what Glenn Youngkin's going to do. Glenn Youngkin is going to wait, keep his powder dry. Well, I got another poll, it looks like, here from California. He's conducting polls now. As of 45 minutes ago, we'll pull up this one. Hang on. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. On the fly. What else we got? We got uh, a poll. This one looks like it's from, what do you say? North Carolina. Is that where this is from? Yep. North Carolina News. Here we go. Boy, this is a weird screenshot. It's very small. Give me one second, guys. I'll pull this up for you. Here we go. Uh... Trump and Robinson lead among likely North Carolina GOP voters, poll says. Former President Donald Trump and current North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson maintain a wide lead in the 2024 Republican primary. This is according to polling by the John Locke Foundation and uh, something else. I can't civics. Civics? I can't see what that says. Of likely GOP primary voters in the state, 55% said they would cast a vote for Trump if the presidential primary were held today. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is Trump's closest competitor, but there is a wide gap between the two as 22% of likely voters said they favor DeSantis. So it's the same thing as CBS. It's the same thing as the CBS poll. 36-point lead, 35-point lead, 34-point lead. These aren't close. This isn't, they're not, the thing is, they're not making, they're not making up ground. And now DeSantis running is already baked into the poll numbers. People aren't saying they're voting for Trump. Just because DeSantis hasn't declared. Goofy. Now, I know what you're thinking. You want to learn more about President Trump. You want to learn more about President Trump. And what better way to do it than these wonderful clips that Miguelifornia has been sourcing for us from an old Phil Donahue video uh, interview from 1987. These things are great. It's the third one now. You guys, check this out. Just a couple more things I want to get in. Let's see if we can briefly touch on some of these things. You should not have called Mayor Koch a moron. That was not good public relations. <clears throat> hey, what can I do? Well, doesn't it, isn't this, aren't you a little, don't you want to take this back I don't think it's all? bad public relations. Mm-hmm. No, I don't take it back. When it comes to running the city, he's about as bad as anybody I've seen. Ed Koch has been a disaster for New York. People that live in New York understand it. Taxes have gone through the roof. Everything's gone through. You have, whether it's a Wallman rink or a subway system, whether it's a school that comes in and takes eight or Excuse nine years. Excuse me, but here are you. You're out with your folks at City Hall getting your picture yeah, taken. Was well, it, was it good right. old days? Well, I guess you liked me in those days. <clears throat> no, I just think that, uh, and, and this is, and I don't think you have to be uh, passionately committed to City Hall or anybody to, to conclude that uh, this kind of language from someone of your power and influence is not good style. 
Phil, from my standpoint, it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm not running for office. If the point is made better by saying that, let the point be made. He's done a lousy job as the mayor. Anybody from New York probably understands it and knows it. It's, it's gone down now, and it's going down as the mo most corrupt. Hey, Phil. This is the most corrupt administration in the history they of the city. They have their problem. Okay. I, uh, <clears throat> I have here a collection of some of your uh, quotes from Newsweek. I'm happy to give them credit. <laughs> On his enemies. If, I, if people screw me, I screw, it, I screw back in spades. <laughs> I mean, is there something wrong with that? Uh, tell me. John, um, is there something wrong with that? Well, a confrontational kind of, I'll get you, you no. son of a... Let me give you a little example, you if know, I can. Uh, okay. what, what, let, let me give you an example. This country, as I walked into this room today, the stock market was down 75 points, okay? We should say that we're taping on November 30th. We're going to scare the life out of people who watch this. <laughs> we are taping on the last day of November in 1987, sir. There's a lot of problems. You had Black Monday. You have the catastrophe of a 500 in April. Let me, let me just give you one little example. We have countries out there that are our so-called allies, and I use the word so-called because they're a disaster for this country. Japan, yeah. Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, they're making billions and trillions of dollars while this country is going out and borrowing money from Japan in order to defend Japan. They don't spend for defense. We defend Japan. We right. get oil into Kuwait. Then they go out and they buy 10% of, right. of British petroleum. Right. I'll well, tell you what. I, you think know what they I, ought to, I think they ought to increase their defense spending a hundredfold and their economy will collapse just like ours has. That Japan may just... Wasn't Japan a partner in your uh, TV city project? Japan wanted to be a partner. 25%, right? They want to buy it. They want to buy everything. You, hey, for 20 years minute. they've taken money out and now they're coming back wait because a of a low dollar caused to a large extent by them and they you, want to put it back in. You had a hundred million dollar deal with the Japanese. You went back to them. You said you're changing the price to 160 million dollars. They said, we're out of this. You went back to them and said, okay, $100 million. They said, we Tell don't want to deal with it. Where did you read this? You read the newspapers. You believe the I newspapers. That must be true. I read it in the New York Post. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I, I thought that maybe is, maybe is the case. Is it not true that you lost a Japanese uh, I didn't partnership? Lose anybody. Hey, nobody does a lot more business than me. Phil, let me just explain something. I build luxury apartments. We sold an apartment to a Japanese gentleman, a number of apartments, for $21 million. Okay. Right. I've sold other apartments for lots some of money of to the friend? Japanese, some yeah. of my best friends. Okay. Right. I uh, just say, and I respect the Japanese, but right. they have taken tremendous advantage of the United States, folks, if, in case anybody And, and what do you want them to do? You want them what to... do I want them to do? I want us to be represented in such a way that we can compete with Japan. They've taken the money out for 20 years, and now they're buying it back in. So what they did is they took it out, and now they're coming in trying to buy all of Manhattan, trying to buy anything. And, I, Phil, I don't like being taken advantage of. Okay. okay? On Michael Dukakis and the other Democratic presidential candidates, Americans are tired of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> On Leona Helmsley, I feel sorry for Harry. <laughs> On Trump, there is no one my age who has accomplished more. Everyone can't be the best. And we'll Did be... I say that? That's what it says oh, here. Forget it. Don't believe it. And we'll be back in just Don't a moment. Don't believe it. long his record is of telling people straight up like the truth oh he's too funny it's donnie j for the same guy forever man the same guy 
forever. They all want to pretend he changed. He didn't change, do he? He's still the Trump. He's still the same guy. Still getting it done. God, I love that Trump. That's a good Trump. All right. A little bad news for you uh, Canadians out there. I mean, aside from, you know, being in Canada, this happened. Uh, Canadian folk singer Gordon Lightfoot passed away at the age of 84. So he's a very uh, important figure in, uh, you know, Canadian musical history and uh, wrote a lot of good music. And he passed away, uh, I believe, this morning or last night. So it was just announced. All right. This next one is a real headline. I have questions. Dude, uh, man from Dildo discovers iceberg shaped like giant penis. Dude, what? Dude, what? What? Okay, where's Dildo? Like, there's a place? There's a place called Dildo? Are we all being trolled by the New York Post again? Dildo what? Like, Dildo, Ohio? Like, what? where is Dildo? Could somebody geographically? I don't understand. What? What country? Where? Dude, Kamala's going to go try to put her mouth on it. <laughs> this is like, I bet I can take the whole thing. Like, Kamala. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Just kidding. All right. I have some interesting news. And you'll think, at first, you're going to say, Brendan, we don't give a fuck. But then, but then you'll realize something. Thousands of Hollywood writers strike for the first time in 15 years. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Nobody cares, right? Oh, wait, it's Newfoundland? 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 How do you, Newfoundland? That's where Dildo's at? It's Dildo Island? It's called Dildo Island. Are you fucking kidding me? Does Dildo mean something different in Newfoundland than it does here? <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> anyway, I digress. Thousands of Hollywood writers strike for the first time in 15 years. Now, in your mind, you're thinking, who cares, right? Who fucking cares? Nobody cares. But you should care. Why should you care that Hollywood writers are striking because the effects are absolutely incredible. While all of Hollywood writers strike because the talent fucking sucks and can't do anything on their own, it has now affected this. Late night shows to shut down immediately after strike called. Dude, you need to cheer on this strike for as long as humanly possible. This is why it matters. Because when these fucking useless, woke cunt writers strike, these useless, woke cunt hosts can't work. Awesome. Well done. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Great. You thought this was going to be pointless. It's not. It's awesome. Fuck them. Fuck, that is awesome. I thought this was a great story. I saw this and I thought, my God, that is an excellent story. Just an excellent, excellent story. Also, if I'm honest, I thought, I thought Hollywood uh, writers have been on strike for at least a decade. You know what, Trev? I was just wondering the same thing. He asked, does that include Gutfeld? And I actually don't know the answer. I hope so. That'd be hilarious. All right. Do you guys want proof that uh, social media psyops work at any level? At any level. Forget them showing you some disaster story about some child, some teenager taking their own life because of bullying online. Don't, that's not, that's not evidence, okay? Kids, unfortunately, get bullied and, and bad things happen as a result all the time in this country. It's terrible. But that's not evidence. Is it 
trolling and then you see, oh, this girl, she lost her marbles and shaved her head because everybody made fun of her? Maybe. But if you want evidence of really, really effective psych- psychological trolling that knocks, knocks one of the most powerful people on planet Earth off their game, King Charles was bullied out of showing sausage fingers in his new portraits. His giant sausage fingers, which have been memed into oblivion in the UK, made him so insecure that all of his new portraits have his arms behind his back. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not nice. That's not nice. And yet it's really what you, it's amazing what you can accomplish with memes. Like, for example, what is this one going to accomplish? When we look back years from now, we'll know whether we meant this moment. What? Now, so you got to let me tell you something, because that's so important. Because all of you, we will meet this moment because of you. What? What? What about this one? What about this one? Is If that one's, if that one's somewhat effective, because Mag's, Frankly, it's Joe Biden. You can't understand what the fuck he's talking about. But but what about this one? No, wait. No, wait, hold on. What about this one? When the world lost I'm coming back mind, to the other one. When common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue. Is Southwest Florida Trump country or what? Oops. Oops. I, Ron DeSantis, do solemnly swear that I will support, protect, and defend. Supporting him when he was president, we worked really hard for his re-election in Florida. That I will well and faithfully perform the duties of governor on which I am now about to enter. So help me God. Whoops. And I always had a good relationship with him. responsible for the content of this advertising when the world lost its mind when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue
Every day you tell us Before the fall is bad We like to laugh at you And you get really mad Cruise cruise crazy Like bitter ex-wives They look down upon us And we take it all in style You try to convince us that it's cool To laugh at every Mistake to see how a hungry wife who lost to be a Kennedy travels overseas acting bizarre. Hanging out with Jeff and Paul won't get you very far. They try to convince us that it's cool to laugh and have a meatball too. A global list too. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> we will be courageous. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. Never back down. Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Mike, are you in here? Is is Mike still in here? Well done. That was William and Lauren, William uh, of Occam, Lauren Eve, and in California, dude. I imagine there's a meeting going on, right? And one of the most powerful, rich motherfuckers on the planet, Ken Griffin. So he calls in, and there's a conference room, and they're like, "Yes, Mr. Griffin, I'm patching you in." And he's like. God damn it, Rob. What the hell is going on? Right? And he's fucking screaming. And Christina Pashaw's in there. And fucking Meatball Rob's there. And Casey's there. And that fat loser Matt Woking is there. And that fucking absolutely baby soft is fucking shit. Aaron Preen is in there. <laughs> right? And he gets on the phone and he's like, what the fuck is going on with these polling numbers? Do we know anything inside of the polling numbers? And they're like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Mr. Griffin, listen, if you just hear us out, hear us out, we're going to explain. And then we're going to say, they're going to say, uh, well, the part, 60% of the reason that your polling has dropped is because Donald Trump is a machine and he's brilliant and his team is brilliant and he's got a great campaign and message. Okay, well, what the fuck is the other 40%? Who is this other 40%? And they're going to say, well, Mr. Griffin, before you pull all your funding, that's the 40% the, the what we're having the most trouble with. What, what is it? <laughs> it's this guy, he's doing like these karaoke memes about you, about, or about Rob. So like this guy, like he won't stop. Like it's like a karaoke style meme messaging. And they make all these really crude videos with like this, this meatball with googly eyes, that's the 40%. <laughs> the idea of billionaires discussing how they're getting destroyed by a karaoke memer. <laughs> what happened? He, he keeps making songs of a generation that's gone by and Americans seem to really relate to these songs and they memorize the lyrics and they're all really bad about Rob. This is what happens. This is what's going on right now. What they're going to say is, oh, there was... It was derailed. It was derailed by karaoke memeing. 
I'm worth $40 billion. How do we stop this? We could get our own karaoke memers. <laughs> Great. Who do you got? Uh, anybody? Whoever fucking Benny Johnson's hiring these days. Jesus Christ. We can't use those losers. We can't use those losers to compete with this. They're all people that got fired from the other place. Whoopsie. Yee. All right. Uh, we did start to talk about this earlier in the show, and I wanted to cover it because I think it's important. That is this. Bud Light sales dropped 21% in the wake of Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. Quote, serious trouble. This is actually accelerating. It's getting worse. It actually is getting worse. It's, in, it's actually in, in, uh, getting quite a bit worse. It's accelerating. It's accelerating. So that one. Uh, now, I, I actually got to say something. You guys are going to be relieved. You guys want to be relieved? So Bud Light got pretty much mollywopped, but I got an interesting story for you. Coca-Cola. You guys see this story yet? You guys see what Coca-Cola decided not to do? What do you guys think? Do you think Coca-Cola got it right or got it wrong? If you've seen this story, then this won't be exciting. But what do you guys think? Do you think Coca-Cola, a big corporation, one of the biggest in America, do you think they finally got something correct or do you think they fucked up again? Do you think they got it incorrect or do you think they got it correct finally? Shockingly, Coca-Cola voted and made a smart decision. You want to see what they did? Here we go. Coca-Cola shareholders vote down a proposal that targets pro-life states. What? Yep, that's right. They actually smartly did something that will protect the brand and the shareholders. Here you go. Coca-Cola shareholders recently voted against a proposal to conduct a survey into how state laws restricting abortion impact the company's business performance. Quote, shareholders request that Coca-Cola's board of directors issue a public report prior to December 31st, 2023, omitting con confidential information at a reasonable expense detailing any known and potential risks or costs to the company caused by enacted or proposed state policies severely restricting reproductive rights and detailing any strategies beyond litigation and legal compliance that the company may deploy to minimize the mit and mit or mitigate these risks, the proposal stated. They voted against it. DOA, they voted against it. Shareholders at Coca-Cola finally got something right. Now, if you could just fix your shitty products, but hey, it's a start. It's a start. I will never look a gift horse in the mouse. mouth. We, had, we actually had a woman, an attractive one, in Sports Illustrated the other day. So we need to all be celebrating these mini uh, steps in the right direction, right? AI. This has been, this is starting to become a major conversation every day. Every day, more stories are coming out and people are starting to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Boy, remember when they told an entire generation to get into tech and then they got into tech and they could do a bunch of really cool things and then they were like, hey, let's replace that entire generation. IBM is pausing hiring in a plan to replace 7,800 uh, jobs with AI. Ooh, boy. The, the AI, the AI layoff tsunami is going to blow your mind. This is going to be, this is going to do to horse and uh, buggy sales what the car did. Do you understand? This is going to be like going from horses to a car. And you're going to be like, I don't want to use a horse and buggy. And they're going to be like, I six years I've been talking about this shit. 2017, man. 
before we even called it the Dilly Show. 2017 Dilly Cast. Dude. Periscope days. This is going to be devastating to the tech sector, to the medical sector, to the banking sector. People really don't understand what you're, you're looking at with AI. And the thing is, they are going full tilt on this. They're not slowing down. They're being reckless as fuck because all they can see are zeros. Zeros! Tiffany, of course you'd rather have a horse and buggy. The white person I should have expected to push back on. Well, actually, you know what, Brandon? I would prefer the horse and buggy. Yeah, I see you. For everybody else. Oh, shut up, William. No, you wouldn't. You're just saying that because Tiffany said it. God. He's like, me too. <laughs> He's like, fucking dudes. Yeah, me, me too, Tiffany. I'll sit next to you on the horse and buggy. You'll be fine. Ah. <laughs> uh. Dude, the AI, though, is going to replace everything. It's going to replace everything. Everything. Dude, if you don't think you can be replaced by AI, you need to really be like, dude, am I super unique? Be honest. Like, am I super unique? Because if you're not super unique, you should start figuring out ways to be super unique. You guys want some advice? something it don't matter what it is you got a job maybe you got a business so i'm gonna go from both perspectives if you're an employer someplace and you are you've carved out a very unique responsibility let's just put it that way we'll, we'll word it that way you have a responsibility that is unique and valuable never tell them how you do it one of the worst things you could do in any capitalist structure is tell people how you do what you do before you're done doing it, especially when you're an employee. The only leverage you have is that you have the, the fucking special recipe to how you do what you do. If you figured out a way to save an extra 7% for the company doing some really sneaky, like unique shit, don't tell them how you did it. Do not tell them how you did it. They'll replace you. They'll say, thank you. Best of luck. Never tell them how you do it, ever. You're a fucking killer salesman. Oh, dude, number one. Fucking number one again. Oh, man, can you give it? Why don't you stand up? Give us a, why don't we do a training? You can share. Maybe you can help some of the other people in this room make more money. <laughs> maybe you can suck my dick. How about that? Maybe you can suck my fucking dick. Everybody in here, how do I do it? I work my fucking ass off. I suggest you do the same. Out. Don't you fucking let them do you. They, they're not your friends. You're in competition with these people. Don't let them come in and. Fucking get the whiteboard out. Oh, we're going to give you an extra 500 to do a training every week. You're going to have 500 a week yourself right out of a job. If you're an employer, fuck them. You're a mercenary. You're a fucking mercenary. Now, how'd you do that? You work. Oh, it's a spot weld. Hey, how did you beat that thing in such a way that it looks absolutely. It's complete. How did you do that? Got lucky, I guess. Walk the fuck away. I don't know. What can I say? Occasionally you get lucky. 
It's the, the what do you where do you think that running joke came from? I guess I got lucky. All day long, I got lucky is literally code for. I'm not fucking telling you how I just did the thing that's worth a lot of money. Fuck you. Remy, tell your boss to go fist himself. Unless you're prepared to retire. No. Hey, I need you to train everybody else on how to do sales like you do. I need you to kiss my ass. That's what I need you to do. And they'll say you're not a team player. You want to know what the best part about that is? You're right. I'm not a team player. I'm not a team player. You're 100% correct. Should I go to a different... Should I go to our competitor with my non-team playing ass? Oh, you're going to leave me the fuck alone? Okay, good. Now get out of my office. Shut the fucking door. This is how you should talk to your boss. If you, if you bring in a huge, if you're bringing a 40 to 60% of revenue for your company and there's a bunch of people there, you should absolutely, your boss should be your bitch. Your boss should be your bitch. Remy, if they try to get you, if they insist on you being training them, just start looking up old shitty training sales videos and bore the fuck out of everybody and just, I don't know, guys, I guess I can do it, but I can't teach it very well. Fuck them. Your boss isn't your friend either. Fuck him or her too. Fuck you. No, get out of my office. If you've got clout and leverage in your company, never give it up. Ever. 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 They will fuck you over so fast, it'll blow your mind. They will fuck you. As soon as they get that from you, they'll take it. And they'll do it at half the cost. Now, if you are the boss, if you are the boss, never tell your employees how you do what you do. Never give away your trade secrets. Ever. Ever. If you're the boss, hey, it's a fucking, there's a reason I'm up here and you're down there. Shut the fuck up. That's how I did it. Never tell them. Because you're going to get that one employee that's an ambitious motherfucker whose grandfather just left him a bunch of money. And he actually took the job with you, not because he needed the job, because he needed to be trained in the field that he wants to fucking start a company. That'll happen to you all the time, too. You're the boss of the company. Don't worry about how I did it. How'd you fucking do this? Eh, smart. Got lucky, I guess. Get the fuck out of my office. Get out of my office. That's how I did it. Get out. That's how I did it. I did it like this. What I did first was go fuck yourself. That's what I did first. You never tell your employees how you do what you do. Fuck them. The only time you can start calling your own shots is when you do something that is not easily replicated. Like I talk about what I do on the show and even still I don't give away everything. I tell you what software I use. That's about the extent of it. But I can do that because you got to find another me. So good fucking luck. I don't worry about it. I know I have competition out there. That's the fun. But do I tell everybody every little thing about how I do my business? Fuck no. No. Because there's always somebody that's like, oh, I'm going to try to fucking screw this guy over. I want to undercut him. They, there's a whole bunch of fucking douchebag fucking idiots that tried to leave this show a year ago. And they thought they could go make another guy's show like my show by simply doing the, essentially copying the production level. How'd that work out? Guy doesn't even do a show anymore. Or he has like 20 people watching. That happened on this show. People that thought they knew the fucking inside fucking tip on how to do with the goddamn Dilly show were like, oh, we'll just go. We'll jazz up your production. We'll, we'll start including some memes and some stories. Oh, man, you're totally going to kill him. Like, fucking idiots. Like, you don't even know. I could do any kind of a show. I could do a fucking variety show. I could do a car show. I could do you name it. I used to do this show for two hours with no visuals at all. Just my stupid face. So if you're in an industry where you like, if you're somebody that you're like, ha, I am the product now. The drawback of being the product means if I don't work, I don't get paid, right? That's the hard part. You can't leverage myself very well. That's the hard part. No leveraging of Dilly because it's just me. But if you have a normal business, you tell, them, you tell them parts. And if you have a big company, you got a bunch of, you got like six employees just directly underneath you that are all, you decentralize the information. Like, 
Like you keep that shit like uh, what's what's not decentralized, but like compartmentalized. This guy does all this, but doesn't know shit about that. This guy knows all that, but doesn't know shit about this. This guy knows all this, but doesn't know shit about this or this. And if you can, separate those motherfuckers. Keep them in different fucking parts, different offices. She works over there on that and this, and, it, and her job is only made possible by his job in a different office, and they don't fucking know each other. I'm just telling you, as soon as you start giving up some of this stuff in a competitive world, you'll be replaced. If you don't want the AI to replace you, you have to figure out a nuanced human way of doing your job that makes you super valuable and never tell anybody what it was. That's, that's all I can tell you is never let them know how you did it. Just let them completely be like, I don't know how he really does that. Big corporations will try to do this shit to you. That's the worst. God bless all of you that took the early upfront big money payday from a large corporation who then proceeded to essentially download all of your brilliance in three to five years and then replaced you with an AI, because that's what's going to come next. That's what'll come next. They'll be like, okay, thank you. We've pretty much explored everything that you could possibly offer us. We've extorted that. Thank you. The machine has now learned. It even has your laugh down. You're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it even has your, it even has your, your, your laugh. Thanks. You got to stay super ahead of this game. The AI... Anything that can be automated, AI is going to do it. And it's going to do it better than you could. True story. AI can't run a chainsaw. Fair enough. And I hope there's no machines that can run, run chainsaws currently. <laughs> That's, your concern isn't whether the AI can do it. It's whether or not they can create animatronic type fucking robotics that like are capable of holding a chainsaw. Then you got a problem, right? Don't tell them. Don't tell them at all. Don't tell them what you're doing. Don't tell them how you do it. Just keep being, ah, I guess I'm lucky. Always got to protect your value in the marketplace, dude. They will replace you and they won't even apologize about it. They'll just be like, ha, tough shit, asshole. You're like, sad as fuck. Oh, man. I spent 30 years learning everything that you just took from me. Yep. They don't care. All right. Do I have more clips? I, I, yeah, no, that was it. I think that's everything. That's everything. I saved a couple of memes for tomorrow. I got a couple of. Oh, did you guys see this one? I was going to play this during the show. I'm not sure if anybody saw it. Cadillac grills, Cadillac mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, candy paint Cadillac skills. So check out the hoes my Cadillac fills. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Oh, don't you like my 20 inch ride? 20 inch thighs make 20 inch eyes. Hoping for American 20 inch pies. All my players in the house that can buy the bar on a 20 inch rim with the candy car. If you're a PM and you know you don't love them bowls when you get on the blow. All my women in the house if you chasing cash and you got some big with a mattress. With your five five boots or your open toes when you get on the blow. <laughs> I love you guys. All right, guys, God bless you. God bless America and God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. I'll be back tonight for MAGA Weekly on Twitter Spaces. You got to go check that out. We'll be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Twitter Spaces. You can go to my Twitter page to find that Spaces. And uh, it's at Warlord Dilly on Twitter. And you can listen to MAGA Weekly with myself, uh, Magical Trevor, and California. We'll be uh, hosting from 7.30 to about 8.30 tonight. But uh, it should be really good. So, uh, yeah, I'll be back tonight and tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a great day, you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. 
fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.